You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Next meters. That environment, that it's it's a house of change. It's a house of power. It's a house of power. There it is. Cool. <laughs> so, I want to talk about that because that is what makes this place so amazing. And it's a, it's a house of power of God's power, power of the word, the power of the spirit, power of God's love. It actually transforms things. I've been here for two years, and it's something where I look back and I go, I'm not the same man that I was when I came here. And maybe in life you can say that about a lot of things, but what I see here is I came, when, when my wife and I came here, we came um, with some heart wounds, we came feeling a little overlooked by God, and I know now that we stand healed, we stand restored, we stand in authority, we know who we are, we know our value to our Father because of the culture of this place. When we first came um, to Awaken, we were looking for a church, and one of the things that I was really looking for was uh, excellence, excellence in, in the um, ministry towards men. So Emerge, we're, we've got Emerge coming just like less than, less than two weeks away. It's like 10 days. Who's going to Emerge here? All right. All right. I see some guys that didn't raise their hands. Get to Emerge. Keep your hands up if you're going. Look around. These men are living towards transformation. This isn't church. We're not playing church here. I don't, I don't want to waste my life playing church. And I'm grateful for a house for church. That says this is about transformation. This is about walking into the power of God, being influenced by the power of God, and having your life change. Why? Because it brings glory and honor to Jesus. Pastor Michael, you said, you said get ready, get ready. And I, it was something that resonated with me because this morning or two, two days ago, I, w- I felt like that was God's shout to me. Get ready, get ready. And I, was, and I wrote it down in my notes. Get ready, get ready. And it's, it's a word for you. It's a word for you. It's a word for me. Prepare. Get ready. Things are about to change. It's a word for El Cajon. This building, this building says, get ready, get ready. It speaks, the, the circumstance, just the environment speaks of anticipation. Get ready. Transformation's coming. So I want to talk about Emerge quickly because uh, two years ago, last time I went, it was a place, it was, it was good. It was, a, it was a reset. It was a reset for me. It plugged me into this house. It got me around men that you bond when you go through something like this. It's not just another, like, like Pastor Michael was saying, where you just go and you listen and you get preached at. There's something where you bond with men and you walk out the rest of that next year until the next one being influenced by these men. For me, it's like glasses. When you get a prescription, I, have glass, I wear contacts, but I have glasses. And you put them on and every year you need another prescription. You need your vision reset. And when you when you grab like an old pair because your glasses break or something, you put on what you used to wear, and you look through them, and it's different. It doesn't fit. It doesn't work. And you see all the scratches you put up with over the last year. So come to Emerge. Get your eyeset reset. Get your vision reset. One of the things I noticed in, uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> One of the things I noticed with Emerge, The change, I'm talking about change. For us, it played out in how Elda and I face trials. How trials come at us and how, what we do with them. You're always going to face trials. 
The key is, how do you respond to them? In James, there's a verse, James 1, 2. In the Passion Translation, it talks about, I want to get, there it is. I want to read it off this. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. Oh, and there's another one. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. When you, when you hit trials, it's not fun. And when I was going through trials, there, you, you, this verse would come to mind, and I could not. just. Got, this is not fun. God, this is not fun. After being in this house, I, I, it was uh, last year. Things changed. Um, when COVID hit and the lockdowns were going, I got a call from my supervisor and from HR, and they, uh, they were like, hey, guess what, Joel? We like you. You're still part of the team, but you're on furlough. We don't know when, for how long, you know. Hopefully it ends soon. And then five months later, um, I, had, I got my job back. But, yes, that's a God story. <laughs> Some grace there. But what's important is, in that moment, I was, we, we'd been living in a house for, for a year, a miracle house. One that we were like, you know, I don't know if we can afford it, but we moved in on faith, and we'd been there a year. And so our needs and our resources were like right here, and all of a sudden our resources went boom. And it was like, okay, you know, what are we going to do? This verse shows me that my source is up here. We're operating in a different place. Peace protected us. You know, Paul writes about um, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer, with thanksgiving, praise and thanksgiving, you give your requests to God. And then what? The peace of God covers your heart and your mind. It's a new way of thinking. So I sat there, and I was like, I don't have a job. What are we going to do? Unemployment's great, but it's not that great. And so I went in and told Elda and, and um, my wife, hey, this just happened. And she looked at me, and she was like, we're going to be okay. It's going to be all right. We're going to get through this. He met other needs before. He'll meet our needs again. And, th- and that was, that's pivotal. That's crucial to be in that place of peace. We did not let fear speak. Not in my house. I can see that we moved from praying for victory to praying from victory, right? From, so emerges, emerges a vision reset. Morning prayer is the thing that refines you as you go. Every week, morning prayer, men's and women's prayer. Connect group helps too. We have to be in a place where we're sharing these stories where it's the power of the testimony. It changes things. It changes things, Right? Look, I knew how to pray when we got to, to morning prayer, and um, I, knew, I knew how to pray for healing. I knew how to give a word. I knew these things, but I was refined in being around men that knew how to declare and decree. What I understood in this house is that you pray not toward heaven, but you pray from heaven. We are seated with Christ. We are seated with Christ. You pray from the throne room. His kingdom come. That's what this is. This house is his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. It will happen right here. I guarantee you, 10 years from now, El Cajon will not be the same place. It will not be the same place. Five years from now, it won't be the same place. 
So let's kind of sum up what this last year has been like. Yeah. Romans 12, 2. That's a great one. This first verse just was like, hey, this is, this is us speaking right to us. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. I think we did a, a good job of that. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. And when how you think changes, this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful, satisfying, and perfect life. Where is it? Yeah, beautiful life. Perfect in his eyes. When you show up, when you plug in, when you come under the influence of the power of this house, the power of God, the power of his love, it will change things. I stand in men's prayer, and I see men giving testimonies week after week after week. This person in my family was healed. This person in my family got a job. I got a job. I got a raise. I had someone pray for me for a raise. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll receive that. Two days later, I got a raise in COVID. Come on. <laughs> this is real life. If you're new here, welcome. It's a house of, it's a house of power. It's a house of change. So get ready. Get ready. Good morning, the 11 service. Joel, what a word. I got something totally different from the last service out of that one. So good. Um, I don't want to waste too much time, but I want to honor Pastor Michael and Lisa. Thing about, the thing I love about you guys is you guys believe in people. You guys are people. People. You guys see things that they don't see in themselves. So I, I honor you guys, and I thank you for this opportunity. We don't take it lightly. Um, so today I'm going to share a little bit, a portion of my testimony from a point where the shift happened here on 2nd Street. The title of my message is A Shift on 2nd Street. There it is. So I grew up in El Cajon, went to school here, went to elementary school, middle school, high school. High school was when I started getting into more trouble. I spent a lot of my high school years in juvenile hall up in Campo, um, where us Emerge men will be breaking things off, in Jesus' name, next week. Um, and I don't share this to have the saddest redemption story in church. I don't share that so, you know, you guys feel bad for me. But I'm going to share a little bit about um, before the point where I'm at today. So my mom and dad split when I was about six years old. And my mom, or my dad moved back in when I was 12 years, or like in my teens. My sister and I were getting into a lot of trouble, and my mom really needed the help. Um, when they split, my dad was always around still. He was always present, came and saw us, but he had to move back in and really help out. Um, see, my mom was a great woman. I mean, if you knew her, you would feel like you've known her forever. She was very welcoming. She always encouraged me. She always said, you could do anything you set your mind to. And that was before Eminem said that in his hit song, Lose Yourself. She said, you could, always do any, you could do anything you set your mind to. She always told me that. She always encouraged me. And even during the times in juvenile hall, she would write me letters. And at the end of each letter, there was a prayer. There was a prayer from her. There was a prayer from my dad when he wrote me. And it was always encouraging 
that, you know, God loves you. Um, you're in a cell right now, but that's not your future. God has plans for you. Um, and I've always remembered that. But the, the thing was with my mom, she also battled a drug addiction. And that drug addiction was heroin. Um, so when you think of that, you think, how could she have been a good mom if she did heroin and never quit? See, we're referred to in the Bible as sheep, not wolves. Wolves would have been cool, like, oh, we're, we're, we're attackers. But we're sheep because we tend to get lost. Sheep aren't bad, but we just get lost. And my mom was lost in that battle. One thing that I never missed, though, was a meal on the table. I mean, she went to work every day. And like I said, she encouraged me. But during the last few months of her life, uh, she did get clean, but she also got sick. She got really sick. If you guys know about that drug, uh, you got to take methadone. you got to slowly wean yourself off of it. Um, she was also on antidepressants, a lot of things shifting in her body. And then she ended up having walking pneumonia. And it ended up taking her life in 2003. So during that time, my dad was serving in Afghanistan. He re-enlisted in the Army when 9-11 hit. He was like, we're going to take back what was ours. Uh, he came home for about a few weeks to, to plan a funeral and to get us and my sister situated because he had to go back shortly after. See, I used to come to this old Vons in my teenage years. I used to live right up the hill on the street, and I used to come here either to shop or shoplift. Um, just, just being real. I worked at Submarina right down the street on, on Hamishaw during that time. And I went from working at Submarina to having a mom, my dad serving in the Army, to a shift that happened in my life real quick to working a full-time construction job with my uncle and my cousin Joe. And I remember driving down the street thinking, something is going to change. Something has to shift in my life. I remember driving and remembering my mom's prayers, remembering my dad's prayers, and I remember getting on the freeway. I was actually driving her car that she drove probably the previous week. I was driving that to work, and my uncle's like, if you're late, go home. Uh, we don't show up late here. So I was like, went from Submarina to, to that real quick. But I'm sharing that because I want you guys to know the shift that took place on this road. See, I could have used drugs. I could have went back. To, to heavily drinking, I could have just used that as an excuse, or I could do something with my life. So today I stand here before you sharing a piece of my testimony on the very street that a shift took place. Um, Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. See, during that time, fear not. I was, it was fearful. I was scared. A shift happened. It happened really quick. I felt alone. Fear not, for I am with you. Those prayers that my mom and my dad prayed, I believe, covered all that coming up to that point. Now, if we fast forward, I started coming to Awaken in 2009. It was C3 at the time. But um, I used to come with my daughter, Tristan. Then I met my wife in 2012. And now we have three beautiful kids, two girls and a boy. That's my boy right there. 
Um, I've been to about every Merge conference. I think I missed one. See, the thing about this church is, like he said, it's a, it's a house of power. It's a house of connection. There's, there's things set up for you to actually connect. And I believe if my mom had a church like this, I believe that her story might have turned out a little different. It's like the recovery thing that they talked about and connect groups, things like that. Um, but who knows things work together for the good. Uh, Romans 8.28. And we know all things work together for good. To them who that, for them who love God... To them who are called according to his purpose. See, I learned that in this house. I learned that in morning prayer. I learned that at connect groups. I learned that sitting at the campfire at Emerge. I learned my purpose uh, through each man, through each pastor um, speaking life over me. I am where I am today because of this church. My business was actually birthed out of this church at a morning prayer group with Pastor Michael, and he told me to just start speaking vision over what you believe for, because it's easy to get caught up praying for other people, but you got to actually pray for yourself. Sit back and remember to pray for yourself. See, in 2019, my wife and I had a rough, rough marriage, but thank God for this church. I praised God during the storm. I praised God when my wife wasn't there. I praised God during worship. I wasn't mad. I was at peace because I knew that that it would come back to, to, to flourishing with my wife, and our marriage is stronger now than it ever has been. So, so Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will be my witness in, and I'm going to switch the cities up, you will be my witness in El Cajon, in all of San Diego, in all of the United States of America, until the end of the earth. Everybody say a shift is going to happen today. See, who you've been praying for, whether it's yourself or somebody else, your prayers do not come back void. God is faithful. My mom's prayers did not come back void. I'm where I'm at today, standing here sharing with you guys because of prayers like that. If you're not, if you're not signed up for Emerge... Uh, talk, to, talk to one of these guys around here. We'll get you signed up. And the, and the thing about that is it's an investment that you actually put, put your hard work to, you put your money to. And when you put your money to something like that, uh, you want a return out of it. So it's just like the marriage retreat. You, you put your money to it, you're like, oh, that might be a little steep, but you're not going to go and not want a return out of it. You're going to get your full return back. I'm going to leave you guys with this. It was one night we were making pizza for the kids for dinner, and I was feeling just a little like an extra nice dad that day. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to cut the pizza off of the crust because I know my kids don't like the crust. So I cut it off, and they, were, they sat there, and they, they ate it all the way to about an inch from the, from the end of the pizza. And I'm like, why don't you guys finish the pizza? And they're, they're like, Dad, you know we don't like the crust. I'm like, I cut the crust off for you. Your father cut it off for you. And I believe a lot of us Christians live like that. God has fulfilled, God will fulfill your prayers, your promises. It's up to us to trust him because he wants us to live a full life. He has more and better things that we could imagine. But we got to step out in faith. We got to trust him. 
And men, we got to sign up for Emerge and get there because things are going to shift for you. Things are going to get broken off. And today, I think that somebody will have a shift on 2nd Street like I did. I, I believe that somebody's going to have that breakthrough story to where they'll remember this day on 2nd Street and they'll, they'll be able to tell that testimony to somebody else. But thank God our church is being here and it's not a Vons that you'll have a testimony out of. So I'm going to welcome up a powerhouse, David Macon. What's up? What's up? At 11 a.m. Hey, I, uh, I said this last service and the wind is kicking up, but I need some prayer because I went to Miguel's the other night and these are my notes. That's <laughs> all I got. So if the wind kicks up and it blows away, we're going to see what God can do. So uh, I wanted to start off with something. This is funny. I was actually the, the middle school and high school boys pastor at my last church and I was preaching a message one time. And the emphasis was like, hey, bring your Bible to church. And so I had all the guys, all, everybody in there, I say, get your Bible. If you don't have one, there's a box right there. And give a Bible high five to the person next to you. And I was so wrapped up in that that I read the scripture that I wanted them to open up to wrong. And what ended up happening is I started to read from it. And it says, if you are circumcised, and I said, oh, boy, I better stop that right now. So I'm not going to read from the wrong verses today. But I wanted to make you guys laugh a little bit, so... Uh, when I grew up, I didn't grow up in a church at all. My, my only experiences, unfortunately, was a funeral, a wedding, and a baptism. And even then, it was on the, my, my Mexican side of the family, so it was all in Mexico, and I, didn't, I did not know anything. I mean, I literally thought God's name was Jesus. I thought he was born in Mexico. He probably had a chihuahua, and uh, I don't know, but the only image I ever had of him was bloody Jesus. Anybody else can relate? Like, that's it, just bloody Jesus. He's, he's there. I never knew he resurrected. I, there was no power there. And uh, for the past 11 years or so, my wife and I, my family, we jumped around from church to church, and we're not church hoppers. We weren't doing that. But, you know, God was calling us for different times and different seasons. And so um, I just wanted to share quickly that uh, as I got filled with the Holy Spirit in this house, I came to a 5 p.m. service at Balboa, and I had the baptism of the Holy Spirit, supernaturally touched by God. Uh, with my eyes shut, I, got, I began to start seeing angels. My, Pastor Michael talked about the, in the first service that God appoints angels. I, I saw these two 18-foot tall angels standing next to me, and I, and I began to see things that never happened the previous year, 11 years at another church. Um, it was shortly after I started casting out demons. I started to, to move into the spirit realm, and, and it's literally that. Like, right now, here and around us, there's a spiritual realm. And as I began to step into that realm, what's funny is when I went back to my old church, not Awakened Church, people in leadership would come to me and say, hey, listen, like, tone it down. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, God doesn't speak today. They would say things like, when the apostle John died on that island, everything ceased tongues seized and they would tell me that miracles don't happen today and and I would leave church really frustrated and I'm pretty sure there's a few times I cried and and I would come home and I would tell my wife we're leaving this church and but God kept me there for a season and he kept me there for a reason and um being filled with the Holy Spirit I just I I seen things different 
uh, I wasn't lukewarm anymore. I, I, I had a passion and a desire and a hunger for God, but the church kept caging me in. And, and I felt like an animal inside of a cage. I felt like a, a, a bigger dog in a smaller cage, and, and I was flustered. I was frustrated, and I honestly felt like Jesus in the temple. I wanted to start flipping tables. I didn't, though, so that's the good news. But, you know, there's something. I wanted to share a story really quick on, on a book I read my first year at, at, at Awaken. And this, this pastor said he went to the Galapagos Islands, and it's a chain of 49 islands, and he said that, they would take a tour to an island that wasn't inhabited. So basically there was only wild animals there. And he got to see, and, and, he, and he explained what he got to see there with the wild monkeys and, and, the, and the, the parrots in the, in the trees and the wild animals everywhere. And he said, it was then I realized there's a difference between a caged animal and a wild animal. So he comes back to America, he goes to their local zoo, and... He's standing in the ape house, and he's standing there with his family. He's looking face-to-face with a 600-pound gorilla that's just sitting there. And all there is is protective plexiglass. And he sat there, and he had a thought, and I wanted to share this with you guys because this wrecked my life. Because this is my testimony. This is how I felt. He's looking at the gorilla, and he says, I wonder if the church does to people what the zoo does to these animals. And I thought about that, and that's me. Like, I, my testimony was I, I began to move in power. I began to through emerge. Like, God was working through me at Awakened Church and, and Emerge Ministry to where I started to move in power, but I was put in a cage. And there was a time that I was just like, that's it. I'm done. I, it, I was frustrated, and I was like, I need to break out of this cage. And thank God for Emerge Captains. I don't know where he's at. Josh, he's sitting back there having a conversation. I can see him now. Josh invited me to emerge 2017, and my life changed. Like, my life completely changed. And there's something different about this house. You know, it's not the LED screens and Jared going crazy on the keys. It, it, it's not all that. It's not the skinny jeans. Oh, my God, I'm, I'm wearing skinny jeans. What the heck? You guys are doing something to me, but it's not that. What it is is actually the authority. Emerge men, we, we move in authority. And I don't care what you say. You come around an emerged man that prays. We, like, Joel, like Joel mentioned, we pray from heaven. We don't pray to heaven. And, you know, there was, a, there, there was something I heard from Pastor Jurgen. He said, you can get a good idea of somebody's relationship with God by the way they pray. So let me explain real quick. Emerge men, we pray from heaven. And I was around a group of guys and, and other believers where their identity was they were a sinner. And there you go. I got that up. I, I wanted to give you my first thing. My first point was you have authority. And I wanted to say to every one of you believers here that you guys have authority. You see, Luke ten nineteen says that... Um, Jesus now speaking, this is in red writing, so he's speaking to his believers, which is you. He says, behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. You see that serpents and scorpions is the demonic realm. And I actually struggled with uh, depression, really bad depression growing up as a believer. So you can say whatever, but demons actually do go after believers. You see, I struggled with that so deep that it got into suicide. 
And there was two moments of my life that I wanted to take my life. And how I know it's a spiritual battle is every time I drive by those two locations, I hear a demonic laugh. And, and I feel that, oh, I'm just going to look over there. And it's absolutely nuts. But here at Emerge, in Emerge for the men, they teach you to stand up in your God-given authority. But that all starts with my second point is your identity, is you're a son. Ladies, you're a daughter. You're, we're not trying to change sexes here. But you are a son or a daughter. And I want you to understand that once you get the identity thing right, you can pray with authority. You can speak to this mountain and it'll move. You could speak in the face of death and death will flee. And I thank God for this church that actually brought me to a place to where I could understand that I'm a son. And I want to repeat that to somebody because at my last church is, my last several churches, they shoved it down my throat that I'm a sinner saved by grace. That was true at one point in my life. I was a sinner and I was saved by grace. But now I'm a son and I'm sanctified by his grace. I, he's setting me aside. And that's the thing about awakened church. They don't let you sit in sin. And here's, here's the thing about the identity issue is I have a window cleaning business. I'm a window cleaner, right? So window cleaners go out and we clean windows. Painters, they paint. And athletes, they go out and be athletes. And I want you guys to participate here. Sinners do what? They sin, right? And so when leaders and churches and ministries point out that you're a sinner, you're going to be bound forever. I'm sorry. And so the next thing I wanted to, my last point I wanted to share from my Miguel's napkin is, um, I learned about Jesus today. So let me give you a scripture. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, forever, right? So the cool thing is I can actually pick up my Bible and I could read through it. And I could realize what Jesus did yesterday. It affects us all for eternity. So I knew where my eternity was. When I was struggling with suicide, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't care if I was going to spend eternity with Jesus or not. I just wanted out of this life. I wanted out of the today. And the church today is so bent on getting people saved, and that is absolutely a must, and that's foundational. But they forget the men and women of today. They don't disciple you. I, I didn't have the godly men speaking into my life. And so the world today is not asking where I'm going to spend eternity. You will find people that are, like, interested in that. But they want to know how they're going to be empowered today. And so in this house and in this uh, uh, ministry here, men's ministry, we empower the everyday man to be like Jesus, to, to come from a place of victory. And so uh, I, I wanted to close this up and invite Pastor Michael up. But I, I did want to say this. If you haven't been to Emerge Conference, like, get on a team. If you don't know if you're on a team, you're not on a team. <laughs> and you're looking at a captain right now that wants you on his team. Because I don't want you to be a caged believer. I don't want you to come here and give your life to Christ 
but then turn around and have a leash on you. My team, and I know these other captains here, they're going to call you out of the cage. They're not going to allow you to be lukewarm. They're not going to allow you to, to, to sit on the couch and sit in depression. If you're ever at that point where you're ready to take your life, we're not going to allow that. And the first thing I told my Emerge team is I love them. Because you know what? Men don't get told that. They don't. And so with Pastor Michael coming up, I just want to thank you guys for this time and this opportunity. But I, I did want to say, come find me in the back. I got a ticket for you at Emerge. What a great word, David, and all these powerful men. I do want to just say something real quick. I love how God weaves these things together. These guys, you know, I, just, I asked them to share their story, share their testimony, but just how God has moved in each one of them. And they didn't pre-plan this or anything, but Joel's incredible word that we are a house of power. And Chris's word that you don't have to be perfect to participate in the house. And then David's word that when you choose to participate, you become a son or a daughter of the Most High God. And I want to give you an opportunity right now, if we could all bow our heads, close our eyes. If, you, if you've never experienced the house of power, or if you haven't chosen to participate in the church, I want to give you an opportunity to do that today, where you can choose to be a son or daughter. You see, the Bible says that, that God has opened up the door for everyone to come in. That anyone who chooses to can be a part of his family. And the truth is that, that we were born into a natural family, and sometimes circumstances happen where, where we leave that family. Well, the amazing thing about what God does is that, that even if you've chosen to participate in a church and then maybe stepped out of the, the house of God, you can choose to come back. You can rededicate your life to him. So if that's you today, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ saying, I want to participate in your house, I want to secure a home in heaven. Or maybe you did at one point and then you felt yourself drifting away and you're saying, today is the day I want to rededicate myself to the house of God. I want to come back under his covering, into his family. I would love to pray for you. So if that's you today, either one of those two people, would you lift up your hand where you're at, every eye closed, every head bowed. I just want to see you and pray for you. Where are you at? Who are those ones today? See those hands in the back. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. See those hands. See, you hand. See that, sir. God bless you. See that hand. God bless you. So proud of you. See that hand. God bless you. So proud of you. Right there. So proud of you. So many people today. Anyone else? I just want to give one more moment. If you want to give your life to Christ or rededicate your life to the house, walk under his authority, under an open heaven. If that's you today, I'd love to pray with you. Anyone else, I just want to give it one more moment. I don't want to rush past this. I know it can be a challenging decision for some of us. Maybe your heart's beating in your chest. Maybe you're feeling a little nervous, not sure if that's you. I want to encourage you to be bold, be courageous, take that step. I don't want to embarrass you. I don't want you to feel like anything weird is going to happen. I just want to pray for you right where you're at. Who are those ones? Anybody else? See that hand. God bless you. Thank you so much. Why don't we do this? Why don't we say this, these words all together? Everybody here today, especially those of you who lifted up your hands, say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins.
Today, I repent of my sins. I claim that heaven is my home. That I am a son or daughter of the Most High God. That I make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. And I will walk out my life in a way that honors him. That honors what he did for me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.